0: He was a soldier. He was a shepherd. He was a beggar and a king. He was farmer, gleeman, sailor, carpenter. He was born, lived, and died in Aiel. He died mad. He died rotting. He died of sickness, accident, age. He was executed, and multitudes cheered his death. He proclaimed himself the dragon reborn and flung his banner across the sky. He ran from the power and hid, and lived and died, never knowing. He held off the madness and the sickness for years. He succumbed between two winters. Sometimes Moraine came and took him from the two rivers, alone or with those of his friends who had survived winter night. Sometimes she did not. Sometimes other Aes Sedai came for him. Sometimes the Red Aja. Egwene married him. Egwene, stern-faced in the stole of the Amerlin seat, led the Aes Sedai who gentled him. Egwene, with tears in her eyes, plunged a dagger into his heart, and he thanked her as he died. He loved other women, married other women. Elaine and Min, and a fair-haired farmer's daughter, met on the road to Camlin, and a woman he had never seen before he lived those lives. A hundred lives. More. So many he could not count them. And at the end of every life, as he lay dying, as he drew his final breath, a voice whispered in his ear, I have won again, lose Theron.
1: Hello. I'm Will, and this is my wife, Dallas. Hi! And this is Not the Beginning, a podcast where a longtime Wheel of Time fan and a Wheel of Time newbie read through each of the 14 books in this long series. Warning, this podcast may not be suitable for younger audiences and will contain spoilers. If you've not read Robert Jordan's The Great Hunt, please proceed with caution.
0: On this episode of Not the Beginning, we will be diving in and discussing chapters 35 to 38 of The Great Hunt. Note, I have not read past chapter 39 and Will is going to do his best not to bring anything from the rest of the Great Hunt or the next 12 books in during our discussion. So as long as you've read through chapter 39, you should be good. If you haven't, I recommend pausing here and going to read them. All right,
1: chapter summaries from DragonMount.com time. Ran's party travels to the nearest steading in search of a waygate. They meet Aerith, a young Ogir woman, and three Aiel women supposedly there for Sung Wood. Loyal worries that he'll end up married if the Elders learn he is outside his setting without permission. Rand's party asks permission to use the ways and are shown an ogier who encountered Machin Shin. He is a mindless husk. The Elders grant permission, but Machin Shin is waiting at the gate again. They determine to use a portal stone. Rand uses the portal stone. He and each of his party experience thousands of alternate lives and arrive on Toman Head in the autumn, four months later than when they had started. Leandrin tells Egwene and Nynaeve that Rand and the others are in danger and says to meet her in the Ogier Grove. Elaine and Min overhear from the next room. Min's viewing convinces them they all need to go. Egwene and her friends sneak down to the stables and ride to the Ogier Grove. Leandrin leads the group through the ways. So, this section has, I think, one of the best bits in the entirety of the Wheel of Time, which is the portal stone section. You see, you get a real kind of, like, grasp on Rand. And his particular danger from learning how to channel. And also just the weight that's on him. If he does anything wrong, the Dark One wins.
0: Yeah, it's it's a collection of no matter what he does, even. Like, things that he might consider to be right. Like, owning the fact that he's the Dragon Reborn. Like, right. It's just a testament that there really is, like, one, one way in which he's able to defeat balsamon and that's the one that he's in now because he didn't right. see that lifespan before him because he's right. already on that timeline and, and that's terrifying
1: right and there are also so this has a lot of similarities too and we're just kind of we're skipping right to it we'll go we'll go back to the bit in what your computer decided to call steading tofu <laughs> but this portal stone bit has kind of a lot sort of thematically in common with Nynaeve's accepted testing. Yeah. Rand lives alternate lives with things that he wants. He gets married to Egwene. He just lives a simple life in the two rivers. The, the first one that you see is the most in-depth, and he's married to Egwene. He has children, Tam is a happy grandfather, but Rand has his moods. Yeah. And Denny Egwene dies.
0: I mean, she dies of old age.
1: She dies of old age, which is kind of surprising because she can channel, and she survived.
0: But so can he, so maybe they just lived a lot, maybe together maybe they, they lived just a lived long a long time. time. I don't
1: think so, because Tam, like, people around him were consoling him. I, I... It's suspicious that she died young there? Probably because he killed her.
0: On accident. Right. Didn't even realize it.
1: Right. And there's one where he's like rotting from the inside out because of the taint, or he's going crazy and causing wildfires and there's just all sorts of bad things that can happen to Rand. And Rand has like, lived all of them now. Yeah. Because it wasn't like He's in... watched
0: like he's watched Elaine die right. before he's he got lived... to get married.
1: He's lived it. It's not even watched. He, like, actually lived and felt those things. And it's not even, like, Nynaeve's testing, which is, like, as safe as something like that can be, where they have a tool to do it. And they have women who are at least sort of educated in how to control it shaping the visions. She lives it for a short period of time. She knows that it's fake. She comes out of it with feelings of it, but not necessarily the whole thing. Reyne got unfiltered that thousands of times.
0: Yeah, I'm trying to think. It reminded me a lot of something that I've seen before and I just can't place it right now. Where someone got to like live all of these... Past There's lives,
1: a little bit of it in the Magicians TV show.
0: That's probably uh, where
1: they're looking what for one is. of the keys. Um, and Quentin and Elliot—spoilers for the Magicians TV series, I suppose, season five, four, season four.
0: And they like they they live this entire life, and then when they get back to wherever they are, they don't remember a lot of it until they do remember it. And it comes Something like clicks. flooding back. And like
1: he and Elliot lived a full life. Where they had a child and like a shared wife,
0: yeah, it was like
1: a it was like a poly thing going on, and they just had the weight of knowing that.
0: And we got, and I think that like I bring that up because I think that is what I'm remembering. This like it weighed on them in the coming episodes, and so I can only yeah. imagine how this is because we cut away from Rand.
1: Right, and clearly... When he realizes
0: that this is done and that they've time-traveled four months in advance, we haven't seen at all how he's going to deal with this. We get a little glimpse of, like, Matt, when he comes out of his visions, is is like, I would never betray you. Like, I would never tell anyone that you can channel. I'm so, so sorry. So, like, whatever he saw
1: in his visions. There are three people who seemed the most affected by it. Varen was just like, so that wasn't right. It's like, Varen's (laughs) kind of old, so she doesn't have as much in the future as the other rest of them do. But Um, she
0: probably also like saw, I don't know if she saw the past at all.
1: It only shows the future. It, It can't go, like you can't go backwards in time. So it could show her but alternate I guess it could could it be did, like alternate versions of her.
0: Right, because it did go back in time to him dying at winter night. Because that was actually the first That's one that true. we saw. Is the first one that we get is him dying at winter night. That's and true. then we see him marry Egwene, and then we see him not get to marry Egwene and join the King's Guard or right. the Queen's Guard. He marries right. so many different people.
1: But Varen seems better equipped to handle it because she's been through accepted testing and whatever the graduated version of it of that is, testing to be a full eyes to die. Yeah. But the other three who see particularly affected by it are Matt like you said who had I guess betrayal was a common theme in his because he came out of it was like light rant I would never intentionally betray you yeah like I'm mean, not a whole bunch, right now not but. a whole bunch behind that necessarily because Matt's just going through a rough time and he's got the whole dagger thing going on parents has a little bit more behind it because he's come out and there's like hints of him clawing at his eyes
0: yeah and he is in, typ- er, he, in typical parent fashion, right it's now. Like it is what it is. Is like, nothing is good. He right. just has like this like resigned, like, everything sucks and then we die <laughs> mentality. <laughs> just like, oh, poor Perrin. Yeah.
1: And then Ingtar had a little bit of a rough time too, where he comes out of it saying, you know, I stand in the light.
0: Yeah, so whatever. Right. He's like shouting it so something happens. Right. Where he doesn't. He's Ingtar just, saw like, some shit. <laughs> Everyone saw some shit. And I think what makes that so powerful especially is just like the juxtaposition of like that compared to the stunning. Which was just a delightful little scene. Right, going they, back to the beginning. They
1: go out from the steading, where aside from Rand and Baron, who are a little unsettled because they can't feel the source anymore, everybody enters the steading and is instantly more at peace. Like,
0: even Matt is like, ah, yeah. like, yay, I'm still slowly dying,
1: but. Huron enters the steading and is like, I don't know that this place has ever seen violence. I don't know that anybody's even been hurt here.
0: Yeah, he's like, this smells fantastic. Right. Can I bottle this and have it as a perfume? I
1: thought I knew what fresh air smelled like. I had no idea. (laughs) So, one more thing on the portal stone before we move off of it, because I don't think we're going to come back to it. We touched on just about everything. But something that I wonder about this portal stone sequence is two things. One, what did Rand take away from that? He had thousands of lives shoved into his head at the same time. Is there anything beyond just the feeling of, oh my god, life is going to be real difficult, that he took away from that?
0: I think... I mean, he saw all the choices that he made, so I think that he can possibly learn from those. But I think, if anything, what he learned is that clearly just this is the timeline in which things possibly work out. Right. Or, well, the, or, or everything goes to shit in this one, too. And So main... I think it takes away some of that. I think it actually takes away some of the weight.
1: Maybe. It's
0: like, if either this, either this timeline is the same as all the others, no matter what I do, or no matter what I do, it's going to come out okay. So okay. it's kind of, at least like me looking at it goes like it does not matter what Rand does in this timeline because either is both both options are likely he saw every possible choice he could have made because he lived thousands of lives he saw every
1: choice well not every choice but one of the things that I I specifically wonder about this is like he got trained by Tam to use the sword in one one life what other possible like training could he have received and maybe taken with him out
0: Mm, possible
1: Uh, the other thing I'm wondering is is this timeline different because this is the only one he's used a portal stone in
0: kind of like a is this one going to be different because he saw all those past lives
1: right now i don't think that that will be important in general it's just a question right because one of the themes of Rand specifically is and matt and Heron, to a lesser degree is kind of free will versus predetermination. Rand, they all, uh, Rand specifically is uh, kind of a focal point for this theme because he has all these prophecies about him. Right. And so it's like, at what level does Rand actually have free, like free will?
0: Yeah, and at what point does is it? Like, well, at what point does his choices? Or do his choices matter? And at what point does the fact that he time-traveled make a difference? Because there are several, like, this portal stone isn't just, like seeing visions, it's also he also traveled in time. Because right. because he was trying to get them to go from one stone to the other, not just right. through the stone so that they could travel by land. Right. Baron
1: does mention that he probably should have taken them to another world where they could have moved faster and then jumped between worlds at a different stone.
0: I honestly don't think that he was trying to do anything. I think he just started to channel and then something happened.
1: I, I think there's a, a good deal of that He was, I think, more determined than a trained person would have been in, because kind of one of the underlying currents throughout the whole sequence is Rand focusing on the symbol on the stone that means this, that like represents the stone at Toland Head, and so yeah. he like really focused on it to the point where like he was thinking about it in other lives.
0: Yeah, that's, that's and so a good point. was
1: that just Rand's Two Rivers stubbornness, just being like I'm gonna do this thing and nothing but this thing. Fuck you for trying to get me to do other things.
0: Or was he like, I might as well just channel once? Is it like, or rather than twice? But it seemed like he channeled a lot. So I don't think, I think he keeps thinking of channeling as like a. It's a number of times before I go crazy, rather than amount of power I grab before I go crazy. Right. And I think it's the latter. I think it's the amount of power he grabs while channeling is what matters. So he could channel like he could conjure tiny little flame balls thirty million times a day for forty years, and it might not do anything. But if he you know conjured a fireball big enough to destroy a planet once, he might go crazy immediately. Yeah. Like
1: there were definitely. I think no matter what was an element of him losing in control, because he clearly, especially with the whole, like, Egwene B-plot, right? He needs to learn how to channel. We're we're at that point with Rand, where he needs to figure it out.
0: I mean, yeah, he needs to learn how to channel, and I think Varen seems like she's willing to help him try to learn. Right. Because well, she was she trying does to admit, coach him.
1: She does admit that like, I can't teach you how to do this.
0: But she's at least willing to try to coach him through like, certain, like she was trying to coach him.
1: Right. And I, she's
0: like, I may not know how to, but I'm at least like, here's what I would do. So right. Maybe try that and see if it works.
1: Right. And I think something that we are realizing is that Sidine and Sidar are two halves of a whole, but they are entirely different things. Yeah. Sidine is like a like a torrent of force that you just have to like hold on to and turn it to your will, where Sidar is a Just a big ass river that you float along and try and siphon off a little bit to go in the path of least resistance towards where you want. And so Verin is going to come at it from a I know how to channel. Like I only know how to channel Sidar. I can't even imagine channeling Sidene.
0: Yeah, but it does
1: mean something that she's willing to help, though.
0: I think it does, and I think that like maybe Egwene and Nynaeve will also maybe that some maybe somehow one of them will say a combination of words that. He doesn't take them how they mean them, but maybe that combination of words will get him to learn something. Okay. Like, or, you know, he's going to go crazy and turn it into a volcano, either one. Right. But I think that... He didn't do that. He did not volcano.
1: He did cause several wildfires.
0: I, did, I missed that.
1: He caused, like, natural disasters around him, but nobody knew what they were. I think that's the one where he was, like, rotting. Where, like, Trollocs invade and he only has a couple fingers left because the rest were rotted off.
0: Oh, yeah. I think that, going back to, like, the free will thing, I wonder if seeing all these different worlds is kind of like when you travel back in time to try to change something. Yeah. And so what we need to figure out is is it one of those things where you can go back in time and prevent your own birth? Or is it, like, a you try. To go back into you, like you try to go back in time to stop the scottish rebellion and no matter what you do it happens anyway
1: i think it's explicitly not that because they are
0: not which one i gave two options
1: neither i think it's neither because it's explicitly not time travel
0: but like it's
1: alternate universe hopping
0: is it like just to apply the metaphor though like is him seeing all those different worlds going to change how it ha- how things proceed or, like, on this timeline, did he always see all of those things?
1: That's a good question.
0: Is it kind of like a, if you just take seeing the portal worlds in place of time traveling back somewhere? Yeah. Does that affect how things happen in the future? Or does it not matter and he things would have proceeded the same whether he saw them or not?
1: That's a very good question. And I don't know that we ever get an actual answer. Portal stones are weird.
0: Well, I mean, I don't think that it's something that you really can answer because it's, like, it's happened. So there's no, yeah. unless you see a timeline in which it doesn't it and things play out differently, like, there is no way to know that answer, any, no matter what.
1: There is, I will say, a way at the end of the series that we could know that. But I also think the answer doesn't matter. I think the question matters. Like, it doesn't matter what the answer to the question is. The the What matters is that you're asking the question. Right. So, portal stones. Fascinating if largely irrelevant to the overall plot of The Wheel of Time. It's weird because they have so much to do with the actual pattern. Yeah. It's different weavings of the pattern. Some are more real, some are less real, but we, we honestly don't see them. I think I don't think we see them outside of this book.
0: Huh. It's kind of a shame because that was just a great passage. Like, I really yeah. like
1: it. It was, it was just, it was at the right time.
0: The pacing of that paragraph was really well yeah. done, and it was a big paragraph. It was
1: Very well, like, just the prose in it was very good. Yeah. It just, like, he really hits you with what Rand is going through. And the different, what the different versions of Rand are going through, which is a feat. Yeah. Because you're not in their heads, you're in an actual prime Rand's head.
0: Prime Rand.
1: Yeah, prime Rand. It's like prime rib, except way more depressed. So let's take a little bit of a lighter note and talk a little bit about Steading Tofu.
0: Which I think just the Sted... I, I always just like the Steddings in general, but this specific Steading It's got because ogre with, in it. It's got Ogier in it. And like, yeah, it's got Ogier in it. Yeah. And we get we to We get see, a bunch of Loyals. We get, to, we get a bunch of Loyals and we get a bunch of people who are interested in Loyal.
1: A whole bunch of people who are interested in Loyal and some fun commentary. <laughs> So when when they first arrive, a female ogre named Aerith comes out and greets them and is like, "Hey, can you leave some of your people behind? We already have some human guests and we're
0: not used to this many humans.
1: There're too many of too many of you."
0: And also all the weapons. It's just right. generally people are going to be
1: Right, although I mean, who would try and invade a group of Ogier because they're fucking massive.
0: And also like, why would you ruin something like that? Well, because
1: humans suck. Yeah, that's
0: true. But yeah, they go in and the second Aerith walks away Loyal's just like, isn't she beautiful? (laughs) (laughs) Yep. In like, the same sort of reverent tone as he had for Celine. so like yeah, yeah, Loyal's in his element.
1: Wholesome Loyal.
0: Wholesome Loyal.
1: (laughs) And he's I mean, it doesn't seem particularly ogre to be ever disrespectful, but he's like, he waits until she's gone and he says something just purely nice and not like crass or rude. Like, she's just like, she's beautiful,
0: and her voice is like a song. And yeah. <laughs> I'm just. I could not have written a smitten man better. Like, it just... Robert Jordan does it it again. Robert
1: Jordan does it again.
0: (laughs) Like, he just writes smitten so well. He does. It's just such a... Because he he is loyal smitten. And Matt's like, I mean...
1: She's beautiful? I
0: guess. Like, sure.
1: If you're in the (laughs) that.
0: She's a little tall for my tastes.
1: Yeah, because Aerith is shorter than loyal, which is still, like two feet taller than Rand. <laughs> I know. And Rand is like six six.
0: Yeah, Rand is really tall.
1: She's big. She's <laughs> a big girl
0: but yeah and Matt's like he, it kind of is a dicky thing to say but he's like but I'm I'm glad yeah. like like go for it loyal like it's he's like, like he, he finds a balance between like I don't understand how you see that person as beautiful yeah. but also like but you should go for it loyal
1: like he like lands just one shade on the side of shithead Matt there but it balances it out because Rand and Perrin kind of jump in and they get back to like some two rivers banter only this time loyal's involved
0: yeah I think like Matt was trying to to go for the bantery thing and he realized he missed the mark right and so he tried to backtrack right. and then Perrin and Rand kind of like, like you're just jealous like yeah just the whole scene because like later we get well, Aerith gives well they go to they go to meet the elders and Loyal stays behind because he does not want to see the elders and have them realize that he's going to or that he left his studying without permission right. they know they know. They don't. They're like, hmm. We'll get to that in a minute. We're just gonna stick on the loyal and Aerith train for a second. Yep. And so when they get out, loyal's just like playing with this flower, and Rand's like, "Did you go flower picking while we were gone?" He's like, "No, Aerith gave it to me." And, <laughs> and she. And, also, and she also said I was handsome.
1: <laughs> and she also has like a fun rib at loyal, even who's because she's like, studying to- Sofu is, I almost we'll call it Setting Tofu again. <laughs> Steading Sofu is uh, well-renowned because we have two tree singers. How about that?
0: And then she's like, I know right. that some other set, like has has one. And like, he's supposed to be really talented. I don't think she realizes that she's talking about Loyal.
1: Because <laughs> like, clearly she's one of the tree singers. Otherwise she wouldn't be bragging about it.
0: I, I didn't pick up on that, but yeah, it makes sense. now.
1: It's just fun. And when they're walking through the Steading, uh like all of the ogre women are like giving loyal some looks.
0: And he's just like head down, don't look. Head down, don't look.
1: Right. And they joke a little bit later about how if he's not careful, one of them is going to go talk to his mother and get him married. (laughs) And then Matt's just like, "Why? How is that's how it works here? It's not how it works in the real world." And then Rand has like a flashback to when Egwene started talking, like like following him around, and Marin Alvir was like, "Why doesn't Why not Tam remarried?" He's like, "Hmm, maybe that is how it works for us." <laughs>
0: Yeah, and it was just a great moment of, like, he realized that, like, he only ever danced with Egwene or Egwene's friends, who he realized later, is yeah. like, probably because Egwene said it was okay for me to dance with them, right? and it was never going to go anywhere because Egwene had staked her claim, and he's like, I remember, I think Marinovier also, like, talked to Tam not just about Tam remarrying, but also, also about, about, Rand. about Rand, and he's like, nah,
1: Matt, that is how it works, dude. Rand occasionally gets women. <laughs>
0: But yeah, there's just this whole, like, so they're trying to do this, like, teasing banter back and forth, which I enjoy that they're trying to incorporate Loy- Loyal in. Yeah.
1: Because
0: Loyal's like, we're friends, right? And Matt's like, how can I not be friends with you? You're terrible at dice.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> but yes, I'm friends with you.
1: <laughs> Loyal is shaped like a friend.
0: And they're, like, because Loyal says that Aerith called him handsome, and Matt was being like, Teasing, but like too far to the dickhead side. Yeah, and parents just like he's just don't he don't worry about him. He's just jealous. No one ever No one's ever called Matt handsome before, so he's he's just no. This
1: one woman from the two rivers did. Yeah, Matt. (laughs) Sure, she did. Was anybody around (laughs) when she said that? And Mm. then
0: they're like, yeah, but what does she look like? And then, and then without skipping a beat one of the two goes She's got the she's got a horse face <laughs> which is a lie because Ren's like actually she's quite beautiful but I like where
1: this is going anyway. Yep. It's just fun times.
0: It's actually and it's like the right it's the exact point in the book where I was expecting that to happen, too. And it just, it
1: really hits the mark. Because
0: when they when they were traveling through the ways in Eye of the World was mm. around, like, this oh, yeah. point in the book. And that's where they got back on their banter train. Oh, so okay. if I can expect some good Two Rivers banter at about 70% of the way through each of these books, I'm going to be happy.
1: This hits it very well. It's yeah. not in the ways. It's in a it's in the opposite of the ways. It's right. in a steading. <laughs> and not an abandoned setting where they're being hunted by like a flock of birds and white cloaks. It's an actual steading with real Ogier.
0: And possible
1: marriages. Possible marriages. That was them getting into the setting. They talk to the elders while in the steading. Yes. They the elders are basically like, hey, um, why are you here? And Varen asks them to use the ways. Some of this conversation had happened kind of like off screen. They don't see it. They come mm-hmm. into Varen talking to the elders later. And Varen had asked them to use the ways, and they're like, Do you know what you're doing? We don't let people use the ways. And then they call in this O'Gear, the last one who had tried to enter the ways and had encountered Machin Shin. And we learn what Machin Shin does to somebody who's not patent Fane, which is vampires their soul. Yep. Just whoop.
0: And I wonder if the it's only out. reason that Machin Chin didn't do that to Pat and Fan is because he'd been corrupted by Balsamon already.
1: Maybe. I mean, he's got all sorts all sorts of crazy shit going or,
0: on. Or I mean he was already evil and he's like, hey, Machin Chin, instead of robbing me of my soul, do you want to like right. live with me a little bit? Right.
1: Cause like, who knows how much of a soul he even had left.
0: Right. Maybe the maybe Machin Chin gave him some
1: Maybe of
0: Machin Chin. Like, here, be
1: my host. Who the hell knows?
0: Because it's just, imagine Shin is just acting weird in this book cuz you know they get permission to use the ways and they open the door and the black wind is there again. Yep. And it makes me think that it's following Rand. For it right. it's de- or it's definitely following Rand. And it makes me think it's specifically Rand and not just s- someone who can channel because when Leandrin opens up the portal later and they are it's not there, it's not there they're able to use the ways, they don't even see it. Yep. When they when they leave the ways, they have never encountered it. Not like a, in Eye of the World when they're trying to leave it and they have to run through to outrun Mad. Right. So there's something about it that has latched onto Rand specifically. Yeah. I don't think Pad and Fane is controlling it necessarily. Because that was Rand's thought is that Pad and Fane has suck Match and Shin on him, like, ah, sick him, like... Yeah. I don't think that's what's happening. I don't think that it can be controlled that way.
1: Here's a thought. Match and Shin caught up with Patton Fane. Did Match and Shin maybe take some of Pat and Fane's ability to detect Rand?
0: Ooh. Because that's when it corrupted Patton Fane, is when right. it caught up to Rand. And I think it just took... I think it took what? Match and Shin that long to find Rand in the ways and be like, I want that. So now that... Now that he's caught up to Patton Fane...
1: this is uh, the time he tried to use the Ways in Kyrian. Is the first time Ran has been back to the Ways.
0: Right. That's what I'm. But that's what I'm saying is that like when they were in the Ways, they finally encountered the Black Wind when they were leaving. Right. And it was there was something about it that seemed to want one of them.
1: Well, I think it. I don't think if if it had if it had Patton Fain's ability, and I don't know that it does. I I think. It, it's either ex- that's either exactly when it got the ability or it was just normal <laughs> garden-variety eldritch horror then.
0: Okay. Yeah, I can see that too.
1: Just because this is only the second time Rand has tried to use the ways.
0: But it's definitely after him.
1: Yeah. Because like you said, Leandrin and Egwene and Nynaeve and Elaine and Min all travel in the ways, and not even a hint of the wind.
0: Yeah, not a hint.
1: But yeah, the, the elders uh, show them somebody who had encountered Match and Shin and then they also talk about Loyal They're like why do you have somebody who's too young to be out and Matt and Perrin both kind of like jump in and are like he's our friend he's coming with us we need him and Varen is like yeah we need him
0: he can read the sign he can read the blocks right for the same reason they needed Loyal the first time right because he can he can read the Gaiden the Guiding Stones
1: yeah and then the Elders are like they don't really buy it but then they're also like you three are Taviren (laughs)
0: So you're probably going to get him no matter what. It doesn't
1: matter what we're going to do. Yeah. He can go with you. That's fine. But take him home.
0: Yeah. He basically makes Rand swear to protect Loyal. Yeah. Which And, and like Rand feels a weight to it. Not like, yeah, yeah, I promise to take care of him because he's my friend. Like I do it because I take care of all of my friends. He feels a different weight to it.
1: He basically swore an oath and he was trained by Lamb.
0: Sword Dad again for the win.
1: So he's got all of that, like, Malkyrie honor to him now.
0: Can I just say I miss Sword Dad?
1: Sword Dad hasn't been around for a little while. I miss him. This is not a Moraine book. No. She's barely been in it.
0: I know. And I don't... I, Where is I think, she? I think I wouldn't care if it was not a Moraine book if that didn't mean it's also Mor- not, not a Land, land book. book. <laughs> like
1: That's fair.
0: Where's Land?
1: True. We know... Actually, we know where all three of the Aes I who kind of, like, left the boat went, but, like...
0: Well, we don't know where they are now. It's been four months.
1: Then, Well, we know where... Do we know where two of them two are? Two of them are. We don't know where
0: we don't. Where Where is. is Moraine? Probably on top of the head. Where is
1: Lan? Where is Lan? I don't care what Moraine is. Where is <laughs> Lan?
0: <laughs> Moraine's fine. Where is Lan? <laughs> That's fair.
1: So, yeah, that that was the... Steading, Steading Sofu.
0: I think the only thing Nailers that we didn't really gate. mention is the Aiel women.
1: Oh yeah, actually so that... that's a kind of a big thing. They get, they enter the Steading, and they run into Aiel, three Aiel women, maidens of the spear,
0: who immediately like put on masks and start to try to attack. Right. Despite the
1: pact. Right. They're like Shinaran's shit. They it's a veil. That's what they draw across their face. They put a veil across their face, take other weapons and start advancing. And Matt's like, I'm not going to hurt a woman. And Rand's like, I'm not going to hurt a woman. And then later he's like, oh my god, they're going to hurt me. And the Ogier are like, no, 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 no. no, no, Not in the setting. And Loyal's like, remember the pact. And then an elder comes in and is like, the fuck are you doing? Remember the pact, you idiots.
0: Yeah. And then they immediately stop and everyone's like, I've never seen an IOM it stopped an attack once she puts the veil on. Yep. This is weird.
1: Yep. So. And
0: they say that they're there for song wood.
1: Songwood. wood. Yeah, because the ogre can sing trees. Yeah. And it's just better, it's good quality wood.
0: But Perrin's like, nah, they're here for Rand.
1: He who comes with the dawn. That is, in fact, Rand. Probably is. It's the dude with prophecies about him. <laughs> Big it's, surprise if it's so, Rand.
0: Ooh. We introduce a group of people who look exactly like our main character, <laughs> and they're on the search for someone. Wonder who it could be. And they're who could it be? I don't know. The guy with main character disease?
1: <laughs> yeah. So there's a little bit about that. And we we kind of get our second impression here of the AIL, where they're clearly just, like, super fierce warriors. Yeah. Because everybody was real worried. There was, they outnumbered them. But everyone was like... Oh shit. They're gonna kill us. Yeah. Uh there's mentions of two other kind of like subgroups of Ieel, stone dogs and red shields. Oh, I
0: missed that entirely.
1: It'll come back up. Okay. Sort of. But yeah, they're maidens of the spear. They're they're female warriors. Ooh. Not even a thing is kind of one of the things that the Wheel of Time does well. It's like as women warriors, the only people who have a problem with it are Matt and Rand. The Shinarans...
0: Yeah, has his axe out.
1: Right, and the Shinarans are like, oh, fuck, they mean business. <laughs> <laughs> they know what they know. what's up instantly, so... That's interesting. The Aiel are looking for someone. They're looking for Rand. They're looking for Rand.
0: They're looking for Rand. This but, is like Tom's not dead. They're looking for Rand.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that, that's a thing. There's not actually a whole bunch to it, but it's there. Yep. So... The other thing is that this section is split into two conveniently timed point of views. Half of it is Rand,
0: and then it ends with them realizing, "Oh shit, we try we traveled four months in, a he- in 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 the into the future, and then we pick up with Egwene four months into the future, having skipped not quite. having skipped thirteen weeks of training.
1: That's not four months.
0: I can't math.
1: That's a little under. That's a little over three.
0: Okay, so we go back in time a bit, probably just a little bit. So they're probably going to meet him on head right as he got there.
1: That seems to be where it's headed.
0: Okay, I can't math. I probably should uh, do math like that before I start speaking, but you know.
1: <laughs> so Egwene is in the White Tower. Uh, she's become friends with Min and Elaine.
0: Yep, we get a lovely little girl talk session.
1: A lot of girl talk. Most of this, most of that one chapter is girl talk.
0: Well, we get fun girl talk. And yeah. then we get Leandra and Girl Talk, which is girl talk you do not want to be part of. No.
1: No one wants to be a part of that.
0: Yeah, so we get girl talk. It opens up with Min teasing Elaine about Galad and then also simultaneously warning her about Egwene. Galad. Yeah, that's what I meant. Egwene. I'm going to keep doing that.
1: It's easy to do.
0: Yeah, so Min is t- teasing Egwene about Galad and then also warning her about Galad.
1: The thing that Elaine could also tell her. Yeah, it's like he doesn't. He's gonna do what he thinks is right, and he will expect other people to understand.
0: But I think coming from Min, it means more because she doesn't inherently hate Galad like That's Elaine true. does. Elaine
1: has a strong anti-Galad bias. Yeah, and Min is pretty neutral.
0: Like even um, Gawain has been like, yeah, he kind of will dick everyone over in order to do the right thing. Right, but, but in... she, he he's coming from it at the same kind of way as Min. It's just his is more of a character assessment. Hers is like. I've seen it in the future, kind yeah. of thing.
1: Yeah. Apparently, all the women in the tower are enamored with Galad. Yep. Min says that greens come down to watch their warders, but there aren't that many warders around when it happens, and there are way more of them when Galad's there, and way fewer of them when Galad's not there. Yeah, the greens
0: are all about. The greens are thirsty. Greens are thirsty for, for Galad. some
1: young boy. <laughs> This is not actually young boy. No, he's, he's just like, like a. Teen. In his twenties. Yeah, he's older.
0: Yeah, I I picture him in like his mid twenties. Yeah, which he's is older than Rand. Yeah, he's older than Rand, and he's older than the boys. Yeah. So, and Gawain is about the age of um, the boys.
1: Yeah, Galad technically related to Moraine. Galad Damodred. Mm-hmm. Yep. Which means that so is Elaine because her father was Targaryen Damadred.
0: I think we went over this last episode. Did we? I think we did. I don't know. It's just a fun fact. I remember sitting in this closet and talking about this, which means we had to have been recording.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Because we don't often tracks. we don't often sit in the closet and
1: talk. No. No, we don't.
0: <laughs> that is where we record because it is the only room in our apartment that. That's
1: quiet. That's enough.
0: quiet enough.
1: The cats can't scream here. Yeah. So Galad is kind of the talk of the tower a little bit.
0: And because we skipped ahead thirteen weeks, it means we missed him and Egwene's date.
1: It's true. We did, which is Or they just
0: didn't have one.
1: They may not have had one, because it was left on kind of an ambiguous, like...
0: Like, can I ask you on a date? Yes, you can ask me on a date.
1: And one of those things where, like, in a a shorter book that cared less about, like, explicit details, it it would be assumed that they were going to go on one. But in the Wheel of Time, it would be like, okay, hey, you want to go on a walk? Yeah, okay, let's go on a walk. Let's go on a walk next Thursday. Like Robert Jordan would write that shit. He wouldn't just assume that people would understand that it was ex- that the details were exchanged.
0: Right, and I think there's also talk of like him asking Egwene on further walks. So maybe like she never
1: maybe she never said yes. Well, because she's still kind of about Rand.
0: Yeah, which is understandable. Like right. they just broke up.
1: Right. Well, sort of. They just
0: they broke up before they even really got together. So there's a whole yeah. lot of like. There's a whole lot of what ifs there. They didn't have they and didn't have was, a lot of closure.
1: And it was a much more like silent breakup. Because, like, I'm going to the White Tower, okay? I'm going after the Horn. What do we do from there?
0: Right. What do you do from there? But there wasn't any closure. So right. it's hard to get over something if you don't have closure. Right.
1: Neither one of them fully understand that it's over. Yeah. And it may not be fully over. We don't I know No, it's,
0: it's not. It's a 14-book series. They're going to keep going. <laughs> and he also just watched himself get married to her 15 million times.
1: That's true. He also watched himself get married to Elaine and Min.
0: And I think Els Grinwell.
1: Yeah, Els Grinwell, who is also thirsting after Galat.
0: Well, I mean, she was thirsting after Rand, which is why she went to the White Tower. Because <laughs> she's like, pretty man says there's a world outside. Oh, maybe you can
1: channel. Oh, wait, yes, I can channel. What the fuck?
0: That is some Taviran shit. It really
1: is some Taviran shit. Watch her be super important later. And... They would
0: not They would not have brought her up if she wasn't going to be important later. At least even minutely important.
1: Uh, normally, I would agree with you. However, there are 3,000 characters. <laughs>
0: But so, yeah. she was already named. Why would you bring her up again? She's already mi- she's already hit that like I was a named character thing. But like they brought her up again in a separate book, so now it makes me think that she's going to at least be important enough to bring up in book three. Okay, I'll take it. Like we haven't seen the last of Els Greenwell.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's fair
0: because they brought her up in two books now, True. and I thought she was a throwaway character in the first one.
1: Very, very fair
0: same with min I was kind of like,
1: like they met
0: min and then she dropped some prophecies and then noped off You thought and, she was
1: just prophecy lady I, nope she's a Gwaine's friend yeah so she kind of drops some like side visions on the girls
0: well just, just she or just the one she like has danger yeah she she predicts danger she says she's do, she doesn't like to read for them anymore now that they're friends fair. And because she's like, it messes with the boundaries of friendship. And they're like, just tell us more. No. <laughs> they talk about like all their fear of channeling because Egwene is like sitting there channeling because right. she's like, I'm not technically supposed to be doing this, but Nynaeve isn't accepted. Yeah, technically
1: I'm not supposed to channel without an accepted here, but Nynaeve's an accepted despite kind of lucking her way into being
0: And hasn't that. really been approved to teach anybody yet, but it's fine. Yeah. And Nynaeve is not noticing for a while. She's just like stuck. Pacing. She's just angrily pacing in the three steps of room that she has to pace.
1: That's a that's a naive move.
0: There's probably also lots of brain tugging Probably. That just wasn't mentioned. But fine like they you know, they she's her brain is on something and I don't think we really get what it is. We don't. Not really. But Min says something about Nynaeve's spell temper and then gets knocked off her stool by Nynaeve's <laughs> accidental channeling. And then they talk about their fear, like, they talk about stuff, and then Nynaeve's like, Hey, you should stop that or I'm going to report you. <laughs> She's yep. like, oh, come on. I've been doing it for 20 minutes and you haven't noticed. Yep. <laughs> Can you go back to not no- noticing? <laughs> and then be like, you should have a more healthy fear of this. Right. But uh, then...
1: They kind of do, because their fear is kind of in getting swept up in it.
0: Yeah, they all have fear, because... Elaine has come in at some point um, with news that the king is dead. King
1: Galdry is dead.
0: Which <laughs> means Tom succeeded. And I am really sad that
1: I didn't get to see Tom, like, actively succeed. Tom just, like,
0: because secret
1: agent his way to killing a king. We're
0: in the future now. And I don't think he's going to time travel and be like, previously on, <laughs> <laughs> Previously on the Great Hunt, Tom kills a guy.
1: <laughs> this is the man who survived a fade.
0: This is what I'm this lip. is what I'm disappointed about. We keep missing Tom doing badass Tom shit. Tom just
1: being an absolute badass.
0: Maybe we'll get to see Tom maybe do Maybe we'll some get badass. to see hot Tom do some
1: badass <laughs> That's shit. That's what in, I was getting. Because
0: <laughs> if anyone has seen the casting for Tom, they've aged him down and apparently made him very hot and Twitter of Time is going off. Thirst, hot Tom. Thirsting over hot Tom. So maybe now that Tom's hot, we'll get to see him be a badass.
1: Yeah. Now granted, I think. By the time this episode airs, we will have maybe seen that. Because we're recording this in mid-October. It's not going to release until much later. Oh, yeah. So, hopefully, Past Us is correct and Hot Tom is badass. Hopefully. I mean, the series is just going to be filled with badassery. Like, we have Lan and, like, did you see the, like, Braid Flip and Tug thing from Nynaeve?
0: I don't think I did.
1: She's, like, standing in the rain, and she, like, flips her braid around and is holding a sword. Yeah! I need you to show me that
0: clip later.
1: That's the energy Nynaeve needs.
0: Well... For sure. I mean, that's why Lan falls in love with her. It is. It's not because she's pretty. It's It's because because... she can
1: track really well.
0: (laughs) It's because she's impressive.
1: She is an impressive person. That's very true.
0: I miss Sword Dad.
1: Sword Dad is, is sorely absent from this bit. So, uh, you know who is not sorely absent and is, in fact, sorely present?
0: Leandrin.
1: Leandrin's the worst, I again. I hate
0: her and she's such a bitch. Because she comes in, she, like, storms into the room. She looks at Night eve and is like, you can't have novice friends. <laughs> you two, out of here. Where do, you, where do you get off telling her how who she can be friends with? What kind of classist nonsense is this accepted can't be friends with novices shit? Like... What? So you're allowed to be friends while you're novices together, but the second one of you becomes accepted, cut off all ties?
1: What the fuck is that? Yep.
0: Leandrin needs a punch in the face. It's
1: some I that I should.
0: Leandrin needs a or punch in the face. Leandr- well,
1: Leandrin needs way more than a punch in the face.
0: Well, yeah. yes, but at least for that specific thing, anything higher than a punch in the face would be, I feel like a little bit too much. A little bit too much. Yeah. So for that specific thing, she needs a punch in the face. But yeah,
1: she just storms in, tells Elaine and Min to fuck off, and of course they fuck off as far as outside the door.
0: Yeah, there's a hole in the wall, and they hear everything through it.
1: Yep. While Leandrin tells Nynaeve and Egwene that they need to come with her because Rand and the boys are in danger and something about them also being from the two rivers is going to help them.
0: Yep. And they don't, and she doesn't want them to tell anyone. Okay. And because they're like, wait, but we need to get it. We need to get permission.
1: You have permission. I'm giving you permission.
0: The Amarylline does not know this is happening. The Amarylline
1: does not know this is happening. And like Leandrid's <laughs> being super sketchy about it.
0: And, like, she also claims that Maureen sent letters about Nynaeve, Egwene, and the boys, that she's worried about them, so she wants she wants Leandrin to take care of them. There's no way Maureen sent that letter. There's no way. She there did. is absolutely no way that Maureen was sending letters to, one, that she was sending letters about that, True. or two, that she was sending letters to Leandrin.
1: To any red.
0: Any red. Yeah. Um, but specifically Leandrin. Okay,
1: so I don't remember this bit exactly, but did she literally say that Moraine sent letters to her?
0: I think she just sent, said she sent letters to the White Tower. Okay. but
1: Phrasing is very important when it comes to eyes to eye.
0: Leandrin broke into the ambulance rooms and saw those letters, or something to that effect. Like, Leandrin was not supposed True. to see those letters.
1: But, so, uh, tying this back into Earlier, I said I don't lie, right?
0: And that's why they go with her, is because they're like, I said I don't lie, but she is being sketchy.
1: Earlier, Beren said to Rand, "You have more recent experience than I do when it comes to using a portal stone." (laughs) And they're like whispering at it, and Rand's like, "When the fuck did you use a portal stone?" She's like, "I've never used it, which is why your experience using a portal stone is more recent." (laughs) (laughs) Because
0: she says that bit very loudly to everyone. And then when they're alone, she's like, No, I've never used one. But it's like she didn't want everyone to know that she hadn't used one.
1: Well, it was also phrased to not be a lie.
0: Yeah, it was. But it was very just very cleverly. It's just such a funny It was a great Varen moment. I love Varen.
1: Varen's great for so many reasons. But oh, yeah, man. Like,
0: so they get Elaine and Min come in right as Leandrin's leaving, basically. Yeah. Because she's like, Come with me, you don't tell anyone sketchy but okay and they're like we're going with you or min's like i'm i'm going with you i cannot deal with these browns badgering me with questions (laughs) anymore i'm gonna punch them yep and so she's like i'm going with you and elaine's like i'm gonna go too and they're all like you are the you are the next queen no you're not coming with us and min's like actually she's about as connected to all of this as you are so (laughs) yeah this is another one of those moments where if if Egwene. Was Tavirin...
1: Things would make a little bit more sense.
0: Things would make a little bit more sense. Like, because when they, they, you know, they leave, they go, um, Min pretends to be their servant carrying all their stuff for well, a she's, bit.
1: She's wearing, like, pants and a, and a shirt.
0: And she's like, there's no, like, I don't want to dress up, and there's no way four fancy women will be walking around without some sort of right. servant. So and then this she's works also out like, for all of us. If we have
1: to run, you'll want this, too.
0: Yeah, but, so they're, like, going to the stable. We get to see Bella again. Bella! Bella's back. Bella's back.
1: God has returned.
0: And <laughs> Niamh pretends to be nice to Diane. and it does not work. They get all their horses, and they go. And Leandrin's like, what are you two doing here? Eh, well, might as well, because the Black Aja were going to be after you anyway, so I would have take care of you. The first way she said, I would have had, like, oh, I already had plans to take care of you. My brain went, you were going to kill them? <laughs> Oh, Leandron. The because there, it is weird that that one and phrase, just, take care of, could mean, oh, they want to take care of you, or, yeah. uh, we're going
1: to take care of you. And she just keeps harping on, like, oh, well, you want to stay behind and let the Black Aja get you?
0: So, like, did Boom. you mean for them to come? Did you not mean for them to come? What kind of Tabirin shit is this? And there's not even a Tabirin involved. Yeah. Like, so Egwene being Tabirin would make
1: this whole scene make a little bit more sense to me. It would. I mean, and after that, not too much more happens they take They take the ways. Um, there's no,
0: black wind. no black wind. there's lots of talk about who's gonna marry Rand, yeah between which like just seems and like Elaine Girl talk. Yeah, it's the same like black wind banter. There's something about the ways that make people banter <laughs> to try to not go crazy, yeah because yeah. like Elaine's like, no, I know he's yours, but if you do decide to like leave him,
1: maybe i'll I'm, piss you maybe off, I'll pick him up. Maybe I'll piss you off and my mother off at the same time. Yeah, oh, ho. oh ho. <laughs> I'm a Marius shepherd.
0: <laughs> and then, when they leave the ways, Leandrin very frustratingly says that they have arrived where you must go. Whatever the fuck that means.
1: I'll give you one guess.
0: I, we already know they're at Tome on Head. Yeah. She told them that they were going to Tome on Head. Why did she have to phrase it that way? What the fuck? I'm gonna punch her.
1: Yeah, you should punch her. Just punch the pages.
0: I'm gonna punch her right in the left hip.
1: Yep, yep. Leandrin is the worst, and next time we pick up with Moriguin, and uh, we only have two more sections left, and let me tell you, it gets real. It gets super real. As
0: long as I get to see Lan again, and he doesn't destroy me again.
1: (laughs) He did destroy you at about episode nine last season.
0: I had to put the book down. I didn't throw it because I was kind of worried that whatever I threw it at would dent. (laughs) But I effectively... Threw the book at the wall. Yep. Because <laughs> I couldn't handle it. If he does it to me, he already did it early in this book. He got it out of the way early. He got it out of the way early, but like, he's a poet. There's so much more from him.
1: Yeah. So before we close out, let's do some recurring segments. Uh, weird prophetic auras, or just prophecies in general.
0: Nothing that I've noticed for the older ones.
1: Okay. Uh, but I... We have danger.
0: We have danger. And <laughs> man's like, the danger is becoming clearer now. This is the danger. <laughs> Thanks, <laughs> Thanks, Min. Min. I kind of love Min.
1: <laughs> she's a she's a good time. Uh, ship updates. Do you have a new ship? Is is Aerith and Loyal a ship?
0: I don't think it's gonna go anywhere, so I don't think it's a okay. full ship territory. But I am glad that Loyal's getting some action. Yeah.
1: And not just mooning over Celine.
0: <laughs> I mean he didn't really moon over her for that long. He's no. just like, you are very pretty. But I think the way he said it was like more of like a, I am surprised that I find you pretty. That right. means you must be very pretty for a human. Whereas his like, for Aerith, it's like a, she's so pretty. Isn't she pretty? He's
1: he's like, he's smitten.
0: He's smitten. Not just like a comment, not like an objective commentary on how beautiful she is. Because like, she could be very average looking for for gear. Like, but he's just like, yeah. you are a beautiful creature with the voice of an angel.
1: Yeah. Which is great.
0: I want more of loyal. I want more of that loyal. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Smitten loyal is the best loyal. Smitten loyal
1: is, is a great loyal. Other than that, no real ship updates. I mean, there's, like, talk of, like, hypothetical ships. We see Rand and Egwene get married a lot.
0: We also see him marry Min and Elaine, and yeah. I think that's interesting to point out that, like...
1: They also talk about each of them marrying him.
0: Yeah, so, like, does Min have a crush on Lan- Arm Rand, too?
1: Who knows?
0: I do think Nynaeve was very happy to not be involved in the boy talk during yes. the ways.
1: Nynaeve's mind is made up. The rest of them very much are not made up.
0: Well, Nynaeve thinks her mind is made up on how she feels about land. She is wrong. because they end up being very happy together, I am speaking it into the universe.
1: <laughs> sure.
0: <laughs> if I say it enough, maybe it'll come <laughs> true in a book series that's already been published.
1: <laughs> hmm. Well, that's, that's how that works.
0: I'm Taviran, I can make things change.
1: <laughs> okay, Sure
0: and even if it doesn't happen in canon
1: you can make it happen in fan fiction i
0: can either make it happen in fan fiction or it's already been made to happen in fan fiction it's true uh favorite moments
1: portal stone all the way portal stone that that's like a maybe a top 15 of the whole series 15 cuz there are 14 books so if i only if i pick one from each book that's still 14 moments
0: yeah but there's probably some books that have none
1: yeah crossroads of twilight don't really like that one. It's book 10.
0: I'll pick a uh, very fun and campy romance novel for you to read after that one. Okay. In... I
1: thanks I hate it. <laughs> What's your favorite moment?
0: Uh it should not be a surprise that my favorite moment is loyal being told he's handsome. Yes. and getting give it like getting given flowers. Yeah. I think that one I like that just because like Loyal is spitting. Yeah. Also, we should normalize men getting flowers. And he's
1: happy with it. He's, no, he's not like, why does she give me a flower? He's like, she gave me a flower.
0: It's nice. That is the, uh, like, I don't, I, maybe I like Loyal so much because he is the opposite of toxic masculinity. In
1: a very different way than Lan.
0: Yeah, because he Lan is also not a toxic masculine man. But he's like... He is a traditionally masculine man, but not in a toxic way. And Loyal is a non-traditionally masculine man. Right.
1: And, well, he's also not a man. (laughs) He's no here, but the point stands. Like, (laughs) Like he's he's a male character.
0: Yeah. And he's not traditionally masculine. Right. And very secure in that. Right.
1: Yeah. No, it's great. It's great. I, I liked this section. It was... Filled with very interesting stuff.
0: Yeah, a lot happened that was very interesting, and it was very, it was paced
1: very well. Yeah. The this book is paced much better. It is than the Eye of the World. There have been some it slower is, sections. There have been some slower sections, and it does it is moving a little fast for the amount of detail that there needs to be for some of this stuff.
0: We will get that detail in the other twelve books.
1: Yeah. So I mean it's got way different pacing, but I think it works out, especially following Eye of the World so
0: next week or next time
1: next time not next week two weeks from now in fact is episode nine which covers chapters 40 through 45 we are getting to the end and there is a lot of stuff left to happen
0: yep because that's where shit hit the fan in the last book so i'm looking forward to shit hitting the fan in two weeks
1: yep all right bye
0: bye